Welcome to Impact Your Marketplace. I am Todd Alguire, and today we are talking Leadership 101. We're going to kick things off on the ground level, back to the basics. And if you are a current boss or have a position of leadership, you will not want to miss. Simply put, the ability to lead efficiently, to guide other individuals, teams, or entire organizations is a game changer. To truly be a great leader is to have a competitive advantage in your marketplace. You're listening to the Impact Your Marketplace podcast with Todd Alguire. And now, here's Todd. I will tell you, I am constantly drawn to the subject of leadership. And it's probably because in my heart of hearts, I want to be known as a great leader, a leader of my family, as a husband, a father, in my work environment, and to those around me. And it also plays off my faith background. As a Christian, I'm called to be a leader, a representative of Jesus Christ in all aspects of my life to all. But upon seeking out and trying to become a great leader, I ran into a challenge. I found that there is no standard definition for leadership or what a leader is. Are you the leader because you have the most seniority? Some people may think you're the leader because you know what to do. Or maybe you're viewed as the leader because you make the most money. Is leadership simply at its most basic form just a position? You're over someone else. They have to follow. You are the boss. Well, if we can't agree what a leader is, then how do we know if we're on the right path to becoming a great leader? I recently was reading an article by Dr. Travis Bradbury. He's famous for his work on emotional intelligence. And he was looking into the saying, people don't leave bad jobs, they simply leave bad bosses. And is there really any data to back that claim up? Well, as it turns out, there's a ton. In one study, 61% of those working for bad bosses said they're looking for another job, while only 27% of those working for good bosses were considering alternate employment. And here's one that's really startling. 65% of people with bad bosses said they've sometimes misrepresented the truth at work, compared to only 19% of those with good bosses. Just as great bosses bring out the best in us, it seems that bad bosses bring out the worst. So this might have you thinking, am I a good boss or a bad boss? Well, to answer that question, I think we need to take a deeper dive into the positive and negative aspects of leadership. I've broken them down into two sections, upsides of leadership and downsides of leadership. Let's start with the upsides and take a closer look. Upside number one, leadership potential. Leadership position is usually given to people because they have leadership potential. Someone said, I think you can lead, and you get the chance to show that you can lead. Upside number two, leadership position means authority is recognized. There's a great example of this in the U.S. military. It is said that no man is a leader until his appointment is recognized and ratified in the hearts and minds of his men. I love this. Again, no man is a leader until his appointment is recognized and ratified in the hearts and minds of his men. The authority might be there, but is it truly recognized by your employees for the people underneath you? the people that you're leading. Number three, a leadership position is an invitation to grow as a leader. I frequently ask doctors, 
What's the one thing that you would change to improve the effectiveness of your organization? And I'll ask you, maybe hit pause after that question. What's the one thing you would change to improve the effectiveness of your organization? Do you have your answer yet? Time and time again, the answer comes in the list of P's. Products, promotions, processes, policies, pricing, procedures, and people. What I do not hear is me. I would change me to improve my organization or business. So how did you do? What was your answer? I want you to understand the fundamental rule of leadership is you work on yourself before you work on your people or your staff. This is where you change you. You grow yourself. Again, a leadership position is an invitation to grow as a leader. Number four, a leadership position allows potential leaders to shape and define their leadership. This is the greatest opportunity where you get to decide what type of leader you want to be. The position that you have may be defined. You may be the owner. You may be the boss. But you may not be defined. Define and shape what type of leader you are. In my experience as a sales leader, I have found leadership is not about what you do and more about who you are. If you view leadership as a bag of manipulative tricks or charismatic behaviors just to advance your own personal agenda, then you give people every right to be suspicious and cynical. But if your leadership flows out of the heart centered on character, integrity, honesty, and ambition, then you can justly ask people to lend themselves to your organization, to your mission, or to your cause. I want to give you three questions that will actually help you shape and define your leadership. First question, who am I? Second question, what are my values? And third question, what are your leadership practices that you're going to implement? Who am I? Understanding yourself first. John Maxwell states, most obstacles that limit people or employees are set in motion by the leader themselves, by his or her fears, ego needs, or unproductive habits. Know your strengths. Know your weaknesses. Truly understand yourself first. What are my values? Values are the soul of your leadership. It's what drives your behavior. You have ethical values, doing the right thing for the right reason. You have relational values. How do you create a positive, good environment built on trust? We explored this in great detail on a previous podcast over teamwork and trust. I urge you to go back and look at that as these business principles continue to build on each other. And success values. What goals are worthy to spend your life on? And the last question, what is your leadership practices that you're going to put into place? How am I going to treat people? How will I motivate other people? What will I expect from others? And where am I going to lead others? Once you answer these questions, you'll be well on your way to finding your personal leadership practices that you want to put into place. I want to give you a personal example of how important it is to shape and define your leadership. On my first assignment as a consultant, a best practice in the dental industry is something called a morning huddle. Simply a team meeting before the day starts to reflect on the past day, fix any issues at hand, and highlight any of the important things that are coming up in the day ahead. Well, the doctor opened up the meeting because he was the owner of the practice and had the position of head leadership. 
But that's about all he did, as it became very apparent that all the influence of the office was not with the doctor, but a tenured staff member. She then grabbed the reins, controlled the rest of the meeting, pushed the agenda and items that she saw most important, and once finished, looked to the doctor and allowed him to close out the morning huddle. Because, of course, he's the leader. He's the boss. This is a classic example. The doctor had the position, but the employee had the influence of the rest of the team. The doctor failed to shape and define his leadership. And because of that, a true leader had arose from his employees. For the next six weeks, we strengthened his relationship with this employee and actually utilized her to push the items and things that were important to the doctor while also taking a more active role with the staff and modeling who he was and what his core values actually were. I hope you're beginning to see that the upsides of leadership are vast and they're there for the taking. You have leadership potential. You have authority, but you also have the invitation to grow as a leader. You have the greatest opportunity to decide what type of leader you want to become. Now, let's take some time and transition into the downside of the leadership position. These are very common pitfalls that unfortunately leaders fall into. Unaware, they push forward trying to lead their team the best way they know how, but as a result, they leave money, effort, and productivity lying on the table. I have six key points. Let's start with number one. Leadership position is often misleading. In other words, the position of leadership always promises more than you can deliver. It's almost as if we believe once we become boss or have the acronyms behind our name, we rest. We've arrived in a sense. We start to believe that everything will begin to fall into place just because we have that position now. But the opposite is true. Leadership is action. It is not position. Which leads to number two. Leaders who rely on the position to lead others devalue people. By not having a genuine belief in staff, by assuming they can't instead of they can, or by assuming people won't instead of they will, by seeing the people's problems and seeing the people's potential, or by viewing them as a liability and not assets, we devalue people. We devalue our staff, our employees, our team members, and that has severe effects. Number three, position leaders or leaders that rely on the position feed on politics. Simply put, they're into turf. They're into their title, their job descriptions. When this takes the front seat, team, productivity, effectiveness, and customers will suffer. Moving to number four, positional leaders place rights over responsibilities. A great example that I like to use is Dwight Schrute from The Office, a self-proclaimed assistant to the regional manager. He simply made up his own title because he loved his rights so much. He actually developed a sense of entitlement, and he looked for people to serve him rather than looking for ways to serve the customer. He loved his job description way more than the job development. He valued his territory completely over the teamwork. And he loved to catch people breaking the rules. He emphasized the rules and regulations, and he would quickly, in a drop of a hat, sacrifice or ignore the relationships of his team members. And maybe that is why he found his stapler in Jell-O, right? Yes, this may be a drastic example, but hear me. 
The point is this, just because you have the right to do something as a leader does not mean that is the right thing to do. Number five, positional leaders receive people's least, not their best. When people follow a leader simply because they have to, they will only do what they have to. Essentially, they ask themselves every day, they wake up in the morning and they say to themselves, how little do I have to do to keep from getting fired? And because of this mentality, it leads to point number six. A positional leader's turnover is always high. Leaders that rest on the position to lead lose the wrong people. We lose our sevens, our eights, our nines, our great employees. And as a result, the only people that will follow a positional leader are one, twos, and threes. I think it's apparent that the downsides of leadership are just as important as the upside. I mean, nobody built anything great with very little effort. And leadership takes effort. It's not simply a position. In closing, I want to go back to the article that I referenced earlier by Dr. Bradbury to give you some encouragement. When he asked people to describe their best boss, they inevitably ignored innate characteristics like intelligence, extroversion, attractiveness, and so on. And instead, they focused on qualities that are completely under your control, such as passion, insight, and honesty. This means that any of us can study the unique qualities of a great leader in order to learn and improve. The call to action is this. You get the opportunity to lead. The question is, are you going to seize the opportunity and shape and define your leadership to learn how to lead? Or are you going to rely on a position to do all of your work for you? 90% of people in life, they rely on the position. Hey, I'll tell you why you should do it, because I'm the boss. Because I said so. Where do you get your check from? Hello. This is opposite of a great leader. A great leader shares information. They put a lot of thought and time into hiring the right person. They look for and celebrate wins. They respect your time. A great leader is empathetic, is accountable. They say thank you. And they don't forget that people have lives outside of work. They're great communicators. And simply, a great leader creates new leaders. So I ask you, is this how your employees would describe you? I truly appreciate the time spent with me today, and I hope you found the content valuable. The business principles discussed today are necessities in the pursuit of excellence. You and your team have the potential to bless a lot of people for a long time. Please join me again next time as we continue to build on these foundations and truly impact your marketplace. If you have a question that you would like Todd to answer, or if you would like to take a deeper dive into the specifics of your business, email Todd at impactyourmarketplace at gmail.com.